0: to five. Pass is intercepted. Says a prayer. But oh, oh, please! <laughs> what a catch! That's insane! and insane. insane! The game's final play is a and lock to the end zone, which is... one more by Tate with Jennings! Simultaneous! Who has it? Who do they give it to? Touchdown! Touchdown! Welcome in to Simultaneous Catch, folks. I am Adam Jeffrey Rossi.
1: And I'm Josh Lappin.
0: I'm really excited for today's episode for multiple reasons. Uh, one of them being, of course, it is our Super Bowl. As every year, I try to make this joke, and every year you're like, "Yeah, okay," but everybody says, "Oh, that's our Super Bowl," but the Super Bowl is our Super Bowl. Yeah. What? Okay, I don't know why this is so hard for you. To, okay, listen. Do you know the people say that's our Super Bowl all the time for yeah. all kinds of different random things, right? But you the can't Super say Bowl, this is
1: our Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is Super our Bowl. Super
0: Bowl. I think that's funny. I actually don't know if I think that. So what's I mean, your we, Super Bowl then? What's the your draft. Super Bowl? Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I didn't expect you to have such a quick response to that. <laughs> now I look like an idiot. I'm going to have egg on my face. The, I think the <laughs> thing that's funny about that is during our draft here, you're always like, this is your Super Bowl. That's true. That's a good point. This, that's Josh's Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is my Super Bowl. That well, That's good. It's fine. It's, you know what, whatever. Let's just continue going. <laughs> the other reason is that we've got some really fun. I, I, I We were talking about the rundown, and I said, I feel like we do this, and we do this often, and that's fun and all, but everybody does that. And you're like, I think it would be really fun if we do storylines and make them silly. Please don't scratch that, Colette. Um, and so we've got seven storylines that we're going to follow today's episode. We're going to be kind of goofy with it, be kind of fun. We'll, of course, be talking about the matchups as well. Talking about the game and picking it eventually. I, you know, we say this very often, but I think it's going to be a good game, and I'm certainly hopeful it'll be a good game. But let's kick things off with rant, rave, recall. What do we got for today, my friend?
1: Yeah, I. If if we'd done this episode a week ago, I knew what I would have wanted to talk about. I guess I'll still talk about it. It's been resolved a little bit uh, since then, but I wanted to. I wanted to rant about. Particularly Jermaine Pratt and his his reaction after the game, uh, the the AFC Championship game. We all know that it ended in a mildly controversial way, I guess you could say. But we had, and I'm actually already forgetting his name, a defensive lineman that played very, very well for the Bengals. Did have the unfortunate... Unnecessary roughness call at the end that put him in a much more makeable field goal pos- uh, range, and the the rest is history. Right, and it, it broke my heart that he was so obviously distraught. I mean, there were just endless shots of him crying on the sideline. I felt really bad, but
0: I don't know if you saw. But after you they were on all- that right away too. When they immediately cut to him, you're like, ah, oh, now I feel bad because it well, was. The, really and then they sad. kept going they back kept to going it. Back I was like, them. okay, oh, wow. we get it. You know, what's unfortunate is. Again, he had a really good game. He played very well. Really
1: good game. Very well. But as they were walking into the locker room, Jermaine Pratt is yelling at him, and I'm like, dude, don't like you got to pile on it. I I get it. This is a game of emotions, and you're the that's the the peak game to lose if not the Super Bowl, right? Like you got to like you made it this far, got to the playoffs, got that far in the playoffs, and you're like a couple of seconds minutes whatever away from potentially going to the super bowl and you lose in that fashion i get it but like uh like it just breaks my heart that like as a, I, as a team game yeah. 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 He did come out and apologized afterwards. So it kind of took the sting away. But, like, I just, that, that, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I can't, I've never been in a situation
0: like that to know. I'm but. really glad that you said he, he came back and walked back a little bit because I actually didn't know. I, I didn't, I didn't know that. I knew what had happened had happened and it was very upsetting. And I was certainly, I was like, what? Really? Um, so I'm glad that I didn't know he, apologize I mean, for it I mean was like it wasn't healthy, like, but, like, there's it something wasn't like the most
1: heartfelt like, there's something
0: to be said about you need to know you you just need to be better than that in that moment you need to realize that it's one of those things my dad used to always say that's growing up but like your SHIT don't stink you walk around thinking that it doesn't or whatever so like thinking that what you do poorly isn't as bad as what other people do poorly like Jermaine Pratt's had plenty of mistakes in his life and his career so to like in that moment think that You're the only one who's never messed up before. I think it's kind of weird.
1: I mean, like, they're—and this is a difficult conversation because, like I said, there is so much on the line, right? And we've never been in a situation as such of of that variable. But thinking not only that, but thinking about how this is his last year under contract with the Bengals. We don't know if he'll be back with the team. We don't know. I mean, he's going to be fine. He's a very serviceable middle linebacker, right? So we know it's not like his NFL career is over. He's not retiring. But with with all these things, like, they're, they're, it's a loaded deck. But it just made me feel really bad for, because, and, and it's not a situation where, man, I'm totally forgetting the defender's name. It's not like he was like, oh, well, like, I don't care. Like, he's not walking around like, oh, yeah, like, I played a good game. No, he's
0: on the sideline crying, right? He's visibly like, crushed yeah like he knows he messed up if he was
1: nonchalant like oh well i don't care like maybe i'd be like what are you doing like that's such a big deal but knowing that he was like he obviously knew
0: yeah there's something there's something about watching somebody watching a human kick another human mother down that just rubs you the wrong way so yeah i'm i i'm again i'm glad he apologized i didn't know the apology was that you said it wasn't super heartfelt so i don't know but i'm i I had forgotten about that, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I, that was that would just have been what I would have talked about had it been more fresh than it is.
0: What about you? Uh, I was going to rave semi-joke, but I wanted to rave about the Kelsey parents. Okay. <laughs> um, I think it's the, one of the most fun storylines, and we're going to talk about it in one of the seven storylines that we're going to cover in today's episode. But I think that um, you just got to be really proud about your – about your oh my god stop <laughs> uh, um you got to be re- really really proud of your of your kids and also just it to get to this to get to the NFL is super hard right it takes a lot to play at a, lo- a high level takes even more to do all that and get to where you are and still be pretty decent human beings from what we have seen um Throughout the both Jason and Travis Kelsey's careers, respectively, that that takes some pretty some pretty awesome parenting, right? It feels weird. <laughs> yeah. like I'm raving about parenting on today's show, but I am. It takes it takes a lot, and you know, both of them have their podcast. It's really cool. I've never I haven't listened to a full episode, but I've seen so many clips. And their mom was on this week, and they were they were making jabs about who you're gonna root for, mom, and all this stuff. I think it's really fun, but. I just love seeing stories about families in general, but especially families in football. And, you know, we love the Watt brothers. We talk about them all the time, obviously Peyton and Eli. Uh, but now they have the Kelsey brothers facing off in the Super Bowl. I think it's just really cool. And uh, I deserve – I think that that, po- that portion of the story – why every time I say the word portion I want to be Irish? Every time I'm like, portion of the story. Oh, um, I don't know why I do that. Regardless, that <laughs> portion that. of the story – uh, is one that I don't think will be covered a lot, but I think it's I think it's worthy of recognition.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a lot of great not to belittle the the Kelsey element, but there's a lot of great examples of strong parental guidance and leadership in, in these teams. You know, like we see that Jalen Hurts' father was his high school coach and. Obviously, Patty Mahomes grew up with a professional athlete in the home and and things, so how to carry themselves, and these are, thus far in their careers, these are stand-up guys that we see in the NFL leading by example, and I think, you know, we can see
0: reasons as to why that is. That being said, we've got a a big episode ahead of us, so let's just cut right into the episode. Let's go Super Bowl storylines. Storyline number one. Storylines. (laughs) Storylines. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Um... Number one is the Andy Reid Bowl. So obviously we have – oh, wait. I had – no, you know what? I'll oh. save this. I'll save this. Oh! Oh, whoa. Um, I'll save this for when we actually go to picking the game. I've got stats about the game, but I'll save that until we actually pick the game. Uh, irregardless, let's go. Do you think it's weird that irregardless and regardless are the same word? You mean the same Yeah, they mean name? the same thing. Why do, they ha- why do we have to have two words that mean the exact same thing? I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I thought that was worthy of discussion. Andy Reidball obviously (laughs) coached in Philadelphia for a very long time, made a Super Bowl, did not win a Super Bowl with Philadelphia, however, made a handful of NFC championship games, then obviously moved on to Kansas City, has a Super Bowl victory. This is now going to be his third Super Bowl appearance with Kansas City. So we wanted to talk about – they get to, he gets to face his former employer, right? He gets to stick it to his former employer who let him go. So if you had a chance, what's the craziest thing you wish you can do to a former employer? Now, I had two options for this. I, I, I wanted to narrow it down by first what job I would pick, right? That I would feel <laughs> like I would want to stick it to that job. My 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 number two option was working as an overnight audit hotel manager. Not because I didn't like the company or my employers but because the i didn't like the job and i would love to do something that would have like stuck it to all the people that were there like lock them all out of their rooms or something and then leave or or like set up something weird in the lobby and just walk out like that'd be fun but i went with one summer i worked at the horse racing track about a mile and a half from my home growing up yeah and the two guys were a-holes for lack of a better phrase and like, I thought about something like, I wish I could have let loose one of their horses to run away, but that feels dangerous to the horse, and I don't want to stick it to the <laughs> horse. Um, oh my. So I think what I would have done is, I would have loved to spread a rumor that they were feeding steroids to their horses, and just watch that percolate through the stables. See what happens. Oh man, this is going to be a weird episode. We're going we to talk about any football. Who's no, we'll sad? talk I about know. football. <laughs> Um, I feel like we could talk about the silly thing first and then talk about the storyline related to the football afterwards. Yeah,
1: so my one of my first legitimate jobs, I guess, cuz technically I was a I picked blueberries as a little kid, so but uh I worked at a blueberries, blueberries. blueberries.
0: People don't know what the heck is. There's some people that are going to get that and they're going to laugh really hard. It's not it's not like it used to be. We'll get to it one day, but your story.
1: Yeah, so my story, I worked at an amusement park as as a youngin. It wasn't my first first job, but it was probably my first job that I'd, like, apply for and have an interview and all that stuff. So because I was uh, only 13 or so, I think that's how old I was. I could only work picnics. You couldn't, like, work rides or anything yet and i had this supervisor boss person that i thought was like this 42 year old person right but thinking back now he was probably like some 15 year old kid that i was like wow this is what it's about again
0: when you're when you're a teenager you always think everybody is like a million years old that happened to me when i was teaching high schoolers they're all like teenagers and they're like mr rossi is in his 40s like no no it's <laughs> not how that works
1: so at one of these picnics somebody broke a glass hot sauce bottle and he said you have to pick that up and i said okay and so i started looking around for like a broom or something. he's like we know we got to pick that up it's glass on the ground we can't leave it there and so he made me pick it up with my hands and not only is that dangerous you can cut yourself with glass but i cut myself with glass in hot sauce so it burned like heck and uh i was pretty upset with that it just
0: sounds so painful like there you know i that sounds horrible.
1: I, I will say I worked one more day and then never went back. But what I'd like to do to that kid is I would like to put him on a ride and make the ride not stop. And not like a nice ride. No,
0: we're talking tilt to Yeah, like spinny the spider. all get out. At the nondescript location yeah, people don't know what the spider is. That amusement like, park that sequence. we're not going to mention, so that people don't know where we're from. Yeah, well, you were like, I worked <laughs> at a horse track a couple of miles from First my of all, house. It's called Prescott Downs, and the guy sucked. <laughs> you can go to it if you want. It's the worst. So also, yeah, you're that punishment. I feel like needs to be utilized more just in life. There, people who you are. Just want to Trap people on yeah, rides. Yeah, if people are being rude, like I, if you say something stupid on the internet that's ill-informed and ignorant, you have to be stuck on five circles of the tilt <laughs> in a row. You don't get to get taken off. Sometimes
1: I know right. I, I know the odds of this are not. It's like point zero 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 two percent Sometimes I think back to like, does that kid ever think... Like, have a haunt member, like, oh my god, I made that kid pick that up with his hands. I feel
0: like I want that more than anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like, I want that kid to be listening to our podcast right now. He's the person in Germany. Yeah, probably. I, <laughs> I think I know the person in Germany, but I don't know. Regardless, real football, uh, Andy Reid versus his own old team, I, I feel like... This is interesting because he didn't win anything with Philadelphia, and he's won. I shouldn't say anything. Of course, he went to the NFC title game many times. He had the, the Super Bowl with Donovan, Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens. That was when we were in like fifth or sixth grade. I think that's one of the first Super Bowls I remember watching. Yeah, because um, that's the one where Donovan McNabb like throws up on the field. Uh, it's pretty intense. But he didn't win we're the Super Bowl with them. them, and now he's obviously had a you know. A story career on both franchises, but obviously a much more successful one with KC. So he probably doesn't harbor any ill will like we do against our former employers. Um, But I'm sure it's something special to him to play against that
1: team. Yeah, this is definitely... And he would never come out and say it, nor do I think he's probably doing so during media week and all that jazz. But I mean, like this is personal because he did bring a lot to Philadelphia. Like, he brought stability there for a long time. Like, never... I don't want to say never. I don't... But, like, Philadelphia was never, like, the bottom feeder during that time. Like, they were always right there. They were always competing. Like, it was a really fruitful time for the organization. And I get why they moved on from Andy Reid. And, obviously, they have done okay. They've won their first Super Bowl. They got that. And they're in their second now in in a handful of years. But, like, a lot of people were like why'd you do that? So, and I'm sure Andy probably felt the same way. Like he committed a lot of time. He's a coach that goes really hard for his teams. So to be like, like I took you to this place for Sony for 10 years and
0: like, you just got rid of me. And there's also the storyline that you said there were rumors about a possible retirement for Reed after this game, which I think would be, that's so poetic to be like, I, I won two out of three with my new team. And my last one was against my former team. That'd be Goodbye, pretty everybody. storybook. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, our our Dallas correspondent Mike made the point that when you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who's arguably, who I, I, he is the only guy that we've seen in the last five ten years that could possibly reach best quarterback ever status. Right, like especially with how early his you know successful his career. is. How early on he's seen such success? Sure. Um, so it'd be hard to walk away from that, but it would be pretty storybook
1: Andy. But I don't, I don't, I don't know if Patrick Mahomes' future or whatnot
0: determines Andy Reid's. Probably not. But you know, it would be cool. It would be cool to right off in the sunset. But I also would hate to see him go because I like Andy Reid. Let's get to storyline number two. I actually think that. Uh, What do you think works better, that we do the funny thing first or the football thing first? Yeah, we can do the funny thing first. Okay, funny thing first. So we've got the Kelsey Bowl, brother versus brother. So our thing is we're going to rank our top brother-v-brother matchups of all time. I am so excited for this one. I spent some time on this one. Okay. So some honorable – oh, am I going to be able to remember? Oh, no, yeah. My honorable mention. Oh, my God. Romulus and Remus. Okay? (laughs) Honorable mention. That's a pretty great brother rivalry raised by a wolf mother. Pretty cool. Um, I had another one that was really stupid, but I can't remember what it was right now. Uh, coming in at number three in Brother V Brother Rivalry, Scar versus Mufasa. Okay? So, Scar obviously gets the first jab. He gets the sorry guys, spoilers and Lion King kills his brother Mufasa. But Mufasa gets the last lap because his son comes back and I don't know wins if, over the prize. I don't know if that
1: really is accurate. What I don't do that's know if gets the last laugh. He does. Laugh. He
0: gets the suck. is dead. Yeah, but but Simba doesn't accomplish what he does accomplish without his father's influence, both in death and after death, when he so talks to him our, in the sky. I
1: guess we don't really need to break down <laughs> this Disney movie, which is really just Shakespeare. But like, is is Mufasa speaking to him literally, or is that a manifestation of oh, Simba's no, no, thoughts? No, no, no.
0: He's literally speaking. to So he to really son. is up there in the yeah. clouds, and he's like Simba. Okay, Earl. Calm I just down wanted around. to do that because <laughs> <laughs> that's number three: Simba versus or Simba, Mufasa versus Scar. Coming to number two: Thor and Loki. Thor and Loki. I don't know if anybody here is Marvel fans. <laughs> Should I explain who Thor and Loki are? Yeah. Uh, so Thor and Loki are the sons of all Odin. Right, you Oh dang it! Um, no, I have I have Thor and Loki here because they have like obviously Loki's an antihero. Shout out Taylor Swift, and uh, they go at We're it. They're all over the place. They go at it, but in the end, they're brothers and they love each other. I think it's a fun rivalry, and I think it fits in with the Kelsey brothers because they fight, but in the end, it's great, right? Okay coming in number one don't know if you're going to get this reference don't know if we have any vampire diary fans listening to the podcast here we've got stefan and damon Salvatore from vampire diaries they down bad for the same girl the whole series that's i mean that's really all you need for a great rivalry fighting over the same girl yeah that's that's some jacob you know nothing no i don't know what
1: vampire diaries is
0: (laughs) It's a pretty good show Although I was told Not to watch the final season Because it wasn't good But I feel like Most people think that About most shows So here's my top three Got Scar vs. Mufasa Thor and Loki Damon And Stefan Salvatore Okay Uh
1: This is not what I thought This was going to be So (laughs)
0: I told you mine were silly. I said that. Yeah, no, Some but I, I thought you were going to
1: have lists that we'd talk about it. No, 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 no. I'm no. sorry. So instead of that's, being that's like, I've got to come up with my own. You know what? That's okay. So kind of I'm not bad. prepared. That's my fault. That's okay. Uh, number, number three is definitely Zach and Cody from the Sweet Legends. I definitely Zach thought about Zach and Cody. I did yeah,
0: think about that. Yeah, you know, that.
1: one was one was a bully and mean, and one was a nerdy, smart kid. But it was always the nerdy smart kid that had all the fun storylines. Gotta
0: love late 90s, early 2000s sitcom tropes. One's nerdy and smart, one's brawny and mean. Uh, Yeah, it really
1: it very much was. Um, You know, I think uh, coming in at number two, I'm going to go with a football reference because they they have really great commercial. I'm going to say Peyton and Eli.
0: So I had Peyton and Eli on my list. The reason that I didn't put them in my top three is that is because of the football aspect. I never felt like they really had great matchups. Like I don't remember. So them I'm having not. Like I'm not rivalry. talking about no,
1: because I feel like Peyton pretty much dominated right. on the football field. But their rivalry in recent commercial media has been pretty funny.
0: I will say I've always loved Peyton and Eli's commercial work and you know SNL work. Obviously they've got some pretty um, iconic. Uh, skits and things like that, but you're right. I ha- I do really like a lot, and I I, I actually I really like Monday Night Football with Peyton and Eli. Uh, I thought some of the Pro Bowl game stuff was fun because of them. So I did this was on my list, but I didn't put it on there because I was like, I immediately went to, well, do they have actual matchups in the games that are memorable? And I didn't, I couldn't think of any, so that's why I ended up not going that direction.
1: Yeah, and then uh, my my number one, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw a. Gonna throw a Vampire Diaries deep ball. Not really, but I'm gonna say Prince Harry and Prince William. Oh my god. They got some, you know, <laughs> one month they just wanna be the king. That's some Mufasa getting the last laugh.
0: First of all, okay. Mufasa did get the last laugh. What? I'm just saying. Mufasa got the last laugh. We don't have to debate. I think Simba technically got the last yeah, laugh. Yeah, in lieu of his father. Mm. that's hamlet it's fine i think you're um, losing this debate it's fine man uh <laughs> Prince William. Okay. yeah you
1: know they just this one's gotta hate one another like i want to be that guy like you know i'm gonna be that guy and one's like i'm just gonna leave the family
0: then <laughs> i'm just gonna narrate my own book and narrate really really weird sections of my own book what's wrong with that i don't know it's very uncomfortable for me all right so let's talk about the football side of this. Obviously, in Rant Rave Recall, I ranted about this. I think, I just think it's. I feel really lame for explaining it this way. It's just cool, like I, I we overuse a lot of words and adjectives these days, and so we use the term "cool" for almost everything. But it's just really cool to be like. It's I get not the, our
1: fault that Doritos that
0: cool ranch. What did one Dorito farmer say to the other? Cool ranch, bro. Get out. (laughs) This is my apartment. Anyway, so I I just think it's really cool. And I think that, you know, I don't have a brother. Uh, you were the closest thing that I have to a brother. So I'm just trying to think of like how cool it would be for I mean, obviously we wouldn't be playing professional football, but just to be at competing in something at this high of a level against somebody that you love that much. Is just really cool to me. I, I, I'm wondering if there's anybody that f- thinks it wouldn't be cool. Like, do you feel at all? Because this doesn't really – I shouldn't say it doesn't enter my mind because I'm thinking about it right now and I'm proposing it. But is there any part of you that thinks it would suck because it means that one of you guys have to be disappointed? Because for me, I look at it the other way and say it's awesome because even if I lose, I know that somebody that I love – gets to celebrate Um, I
1: mean yes I think that's the nice answer I feel like both are probably channeling it in a pretty positive way that it's only adding extra motivation towards competing at, at the highest of levels um, but I mean like yeah like somebody's gonna walk off a Super Bowl loser and they're not gonna be like oh that's okay like my brother did it like they're still gonna be hopefully not yelling at their teammate Jermaine Pratt yeah, but. the other
0: thing was I was trying to think of every time you beat me in Madden, and it's like really you really beat me. I'm always like, I respect it, but I'm never <laughs> I'm never happy about it. I'm wondering if it makes it worse or better if it's real football. But uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll see plenty of cuts to to both of them and their family during the Super Bowl. Um, the other the other really cool thing about this, and uh, this is another reason why the Watt brothers are cool because both of them were phenomenal players in the NFL are. Um, But Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey are both pivotal players on their teams, right? They are yeah. uh, cornerstone pieces for both rosters. So that's a really cool thing because obviously the Philly run game is the most dominant in the NFL, certainly this year. Um, And, of course, Travis Kelsey is arguably the best tight end of all time. So, I mean, that's a debate that we could have another time. But I think that both of them are going to be heavily featured in this game, and I think that's cool, right? It's not like one – it's not like – Sorry, Derek Watt, but Derek Watt doesn't really play a lot, so it's not like, oh, the Watt brothers are against each other. But, you know, regardless. Um, Cool. Let's get to number three. We've got the biggest age gap in NFL history between head coaches in a Super Bowl. Andy Reid, age 64, and Nick Sirianni, age 40. Did you say ever? Yes, ever. There's never been a bigger age gap between head coaches. I just find that... I was very surprised by it as what well. What was the
1: Belichick versus McVay?
0: That's got to be this, pretty uh, close. This uh, it's it's got. It, it, I think it's close, but I I read I read multiple articles. The biggest age gap between head coaches. I believe you. Sixty four is- to forty one. So this is baby boomers versus millennials. And so the the fun little thing is this: who wins in a fight? Now the fun thing who wins about the this fight, what do you mean to fight? Oh yeah, fight to the death. No, I'm just kidding. Because the fight to the death it would obviously be millennials because we're way smarter than baby boomers. Oh. Um, so you like did say, you hurts. did say this would be a silly thing to argue because we're both millennials, <laughs> um, but I, I had like stats on this that I thought was pretty funny. I think millennials win for multiple reasons. One, we are the highest educated generation out there. 39. I remember the stat cause I could picture it on the paper. 39% of all millennials have at least a bachelor's degree, if not higher. That's pretty impressive, right? Uh, yeah. Um the baby boomers are mostly our parents, right? So idiots. <sighs> You're going to tell me my dad's going to beat me? No. My dad's old. <laughs> <laughs> My dad doesn't listen to this podcast, so it's fine. Uh, I love you, Dad, if you're listening. Sorry, Pops.
1: I will say, uh, you know, if we're talking about this fight to the death, baby boomers will know how to load and use guns better than us.
0: Oh, yeah. If you put a gun in my hand, I have no clue what yeah. to do. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> like, you might you might if it's be already like, loaded, here's, I might... <laughs> my, here's my chai that I made in my Keurig.
0: <laughs> First of all, that's way more of a Gen Z thing than a millennial thing. <laughs> uh, I have a millennial partner that uses Keurig every day. Uh, okay, maybe it's just because I'm not a curing person. Um, yeah, okay, so maybe not fight to the death. But <laughs> if it's like an actual war, we have a tactical advantage, right? Because they're just going to be like... <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to say there. <laughs> You still like a little
1: dinosaur thing. Yes, going to grunt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see, I don't know. I feel like you could really make an argument for uh, baby boomers here as well because they have the experience in
0: the wars where we don't. Sure, but maybe that gives us the edge because we're not going to like make the same mistakes as before. And the baby boomers' parents are this, what I think is called the silent generation. And they were the ones that grew up in the Great Depression and World War II. So, like, their parents were like, don't talk to us. So they're probably all messed up in the head. <laughs> okay. This is the greatest Super Bowl podcast that's ever been made. Um, no, I, I don't really actually know who it went. I just thought it would be free. It's there. I. Is it just because we have Gen Z co-workers that are obsessed with talking about the generations that this feels like this is more in the forefront of the conversation? Or is this something people really actually talk about a lot? Because uh, I feel like I've never talked more about the delineations between generations than I have in the last five or six months.
1: No, I think it helps that we have people that are a little more obsessive about it than, than the norm. But I mean like... It, there's so many social media things about it now, being like, here's like what we dress like in 2002. I also think that's really
0: fun. I like. I think those posts are fun. I do as well. Um, but, but regardless, this this millennial versus this baby boomer, Nick Sirianni versus Andy Reid. Um, you know, we we have a couple more uh, storylines about Sirianni, um, so we don't have to like give those away. But I think it's. I, I again, I was also surprised that it was the biggest age gap Um, in coach history Colette you want to join the show I would have been really cool if she would have been there I think
1: I'm going to make the argument though that I get that their ages are what literally put them in these categories but in a way I feel like their minds kind of flip flop them like Andy Reid is that? so innovative. That's what yes. he's known no, he for, is. right? He's true. changing things. It's he's true. making new things. Yes. He's like, we can take this rule and we can bend it. We can make this like so we're following the rule, but it's not the atypical. Like those are things that I think you associate with the the millennial. Where Sirianni is like in your face. Like if you want to be aggressive towards me, I'll get in your face and shout right back
0: at you. Which is also interesting because they're both. They're both very unique head coaches because you're right. Sirianni is that way, but Sirianni is also the coach that everybody talks about. Like, works really hard to get to his like players on a very personal level, which is a very more innovative thing, right? Like, sure, the you know previous generations of head coaches are like, it's my way or the highway. I don't really care about you. Um, and, And but Andy Reid has not been that way either. He connects with his players. And while, like, Sirianni is, like the like you just said, that's a great comparison, and that's obviously all true what you said, but he's also the analytics guy who goes for it on fourth down all the time who's come up with this, which, by the way, can't believe it took this long for people to come up with, what if somebody just pushes the quarterback forward, which is probably going to be outlawed in the offseason. We'll talk about that. But so you're right. There's so many similarities and differences. I think it'll be very fun. And it'll be, again, it's a storyline that they'll talk throughout the whole game. Um, But, yeah. Baby versus versus millennials. I still think millennials win. But uh, number four, again, we talked about Siri. We got two Sirianni storylines back to back. This one, I don't know if people remember this. I know it's only two years. Sirianni was not a popular hire in 2021. I think even we scratched our heads at it on the podcast when we talked about it. Um, So I'm trying to think of shocking success stories, right? We're talking rags to riches stories. I had three, but I think I might need to eliminate one because I don't know if we want to get super political. Oh, man. My third one was going to be J.K. Rowling because she's got the famous story of thought of the idea on a train, uh, wrote it on a a bar napkin, was a single mother living off welfare, and then, of course, she is what he is, but that's very political right now. So I don't know if we want to get in that conversation. But my other two were Michael Jordan, cut from his varsity travel team, right, struggled early on becoming one of the best, if not the best, Basketball players of all time, and number one, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey. That's my story. Nick Sirianni's the NFL is Oprah. Win- I'm just kidding. No, that's, <laughs> not, that's not what I am saying. Um, no, but uh, Siri Sirianni did not was not this hotshot coordinator, did not have this incredible career where It was like, Sirianni's the next guy, right? It was surprising when he was getting interviews, and it was even more surprising when he actually got the job in Philly, and now here we are two years later in the Super Bowl. I, there's no other word for it than shocking to me.
1: Yeah, I, I am curious about this conversation, and, and this is not meant to discredit Nick Sirianni at all, I mean, maybe it is by the basis of the question. But Julian Love, obviously a division rival player for the the Giants, was on Good Morning Football, I think it was last week. And he said that Sirianni has a free ride to the Super Bowl because of all the players and everything that they have on Philadelphia.
0: I really, really, really hate this argument. (laughs) This is so stupid. He said it's because, just to clarify, he said it's because of the players that are on Philly
1: I, I I mean, I actually didn't watch the clip. I only read the article, so I can't quote him for Well, baiting. so I
0: thought the argument was that they you a free ride because of the teams they played to get here.
1: Oh, I assumed. I read it. I can see that, the whole, like, easy schedule argument, but I think... I mean and, and if not, then we can make it our own thing, like that Philadelphia they went and they went to the wild wildcard game and they got trounced and so they were like, Hey, let's get maybe like not upper echelon talent, but let's get AJ Brown and let's get CJ Gardner Johnson 'cause like we know we need these players, so let's go and get these to get make sure we have that.
0: Yeah, Howie Roseman certainly Oh I think he's a brilliant, all GM. Kinds of brilliant cra- GM. He probably wins uh GM of the year. Um I would have no arguments, the awards, but I think both the arguments are bogus. I just wanted to clarify before I went on it. One, it's bogus to say easiest route to the Super Bowl. Like there were plenty of years where the Patriots had incredibly easy routes to Super Bowls. I don't want to hear it. But I feel like you um, use that argument for them. There's also so many there's already <laughs> there's always there's always so many um Actually, I don't think I've ever heard the he gets a free ride because of his roster argument before. How that's so bogus. How many times do we talk about the dream team never works? And the, the Eagles aren't a dream team, right? But how many times do we talk about rosters that have all this talent and never work out? It takes a really good head coach to make talented rosters work, right? We saw the Cleveland Browns three years ago, for, or three or four years ago, go, what what is it, one and one one thirty and one over the span of two years. And then within a year and a half, uh, Kevin Stefanski led them to the playoffs and they won a playoff game, right? So that wasn't a very talented football team that had terrible coaching, and then a good coach came in and did it, right? So we have seen countless times talented rosters get taken over by good head coaches and become winning teams because of it, right? Howie Roseman deserves credit. The roster deserves credit because they're all very talented, but you don't get here unless you have a good head coach. I think that's a bogus argument. Yeah, and fair. Julian Love is a is a giant. He's just better that they got there. You know what <laughs> swamped.
1: I mean, like, I I get the argument, though, saying that you have the, quote-unquote, easiest schedule based on records and stuff, which is always a little convoluted because, like, when you're winning, you're making the opponent's record go down. So, but the whole, like, oh, you're in the championship game and you got to play no quarterback. That's pretty easy, and, you know, I get it.
0: But also, and I will say... They were like the reason Brock Purdy didn't make it through the game is because the pass rush was so ferocious. Well, it he, was also you know like let's put our back up tight end. Yeah, I don't know, man. It was just insane. But I, I just also, yeah. This is that makes me so <laughs> angry because I don't think people realize how hard it is to make a Super Bowl. Okay, because i just and this is only one year that i experienced the team that most people picked to start the year i feel like probably was buffalo Mm -hmm. The, the most we were the favorite for a lot of the year especially early on we were blowing teams out and looking great right even when we entered the playoffs we we weren't i don't think we were the favorite anymore when we entered the playoffs but we were still one of the top three or four teams that people were picking right and we got crushed by the Bengals. it is so hard no matter what your roster looks like, no matter who your coaches, no matter who you're matched up against, it is so hard to win a Super Bowl. It's the hardest championship to win for multiple reasons, but the biggest one being because it's one game and you're done. And anybody can show up and have a bad game, and anybody can show up and have a good game, right? That doesn't happen in MLB, NBA, uh, NHL because all those have series, right? Doesn't happen in you know soccer championships because. They have group stages and then elimination rounds. right? Like There is ways for other sports to weed out uh, worse teams to make sure that the best teams make it all the way. And in the NFL, you don't have that. Anybody can beat anybody. It is so hard. So when you make it, I don't want to hear any excuses of, oh, they don't deserve to be here. That screams to me insecurity by other fans whose teams didn't make it. Mic drop. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Boom. All right, let's move on to the next storyline. Uh, the next storyline, another Sirianni. Nick Sirianni is a former Kansas City chief head – or not head coach. Coach, which is hilarious because he really only coached for like a year and a half to two years. He was on the staff with uh, Todd Haley, and then he – Romeo Cornell retained him. And then as soon as Andy Reid got the job, Andy Reid did not retain Nick Sirianni. Um and so it's technically a revenge game for Nick Sirianni, but it's a pretty hilarious one because he was barely really there and didn't have any a lot of ties to Andy Reid. So my my silly storyline here is name a funnier revenge game that you're like, ooh, that's a revenge game.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the War of 1812. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Britain was like, you know what, I can't believe we lost that. We're going to go back and do it again. <laughs> and it didn't work. Wow. I'm lightheaded.
0: You know, Okay. I thought um, it was going to be a big revenge game, and it wasn't. My audio went all the way down because of that. Um... The War of Eighteen Twelve. How well versed do you think you are in the War of Eighteen Twelve? Uh
1: this? not more well versed than the Commoner. Okay.
0: So I'm the Commoner and I know almost nothing about the War of Eighteen Twelve. Oh, but there's
1: some pretty cool storylines The War of Eighteen Twelve. So we
0: should just make this a War of Eighteen Twelve podcast.
1: We don't have to do
0: that. When we get my my We best, can do that in My Bestie season. Cassidy we'll on, we we'll 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 talk about history, we'll get her we'll to talk like, about how
1: about that War of Eighteen uh, Twelve.
0: Talk to us about the War of Eighteen Twelve. That's I don't I really don't know if I could say tell any. us about
1: the X Y Z affairs. You know I had a I really this is not related to anything now. Just telling you a personal story about my life. So you know our listeners probably don't that when I was a kid I used to make movies.
0: This is very true. And you um, sure did I, I
1: I made my own offshoot of the Pirates of the Caribbean films. And I really, really wanted to do an XYZ affair where X, Y, and Z were all people that the pirates had to find. And I was like, that'd be really cool. But I never did.
0: I think, aren't they making another Pirates of the Caribbean film? I don't know. I feel like they're making another one in Johnny Depp's Coming Back. I'll have to look it up.
1: I've never heard that as a
0: rumor. They weren't going to bring him back because of the obvious, you know, concerns. But since the, the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial, a lot of people called it a Johnny Depp renaissance and he's coming back. So we'll, I don't know what will happen, but that's uh that's good one. So mine was going to be bench warmers And I was going to say um, <laughs> uh, Rob Schneider's character is the lamest revenge story of all time because he's like getting revenge against bullies, but was a bully when he was a kid. And they. It, I think that's a lame. Is
1: that how that – I'm not going to You don't remember lie. the movie? You're the one who – Yeah, just I changed the, the ending. Yeah. I thought it wasn't that he was a
0: bully in the beginning, it became a bully at the end. No, so he, when he was a kid, was the bully, uh, but he was playing for the benchwarmers like, that are supposed to be beating these bully people because he's a nice guy now. But then they find out that he was a bully the whole time, and so they kick him off the team. But then he comes back and gives this big speech, and everybody's like, yeah, let's let the kids play. But you don't like that. Stupid. You wanted them to play no, and to yeah, win. That's dumb right? that's you wanted the three of them. I wanted the benchwarmers to play. And Why win? did
1: we spend eighty-eight minutes watching these guys? And at the end, they're like, "Let's just forget it."
0: Because the benchwarmers were the friends we made along the way. Get out. <laughs> that made that's, no sense. That's two get outs that we have today. Um, <laughs> but regardless, I don't think we. Re- we re- there's not much to talk about about the storyline of Sirianni coming back. I mean, if you if you track back coaching history, the coaches are like cross pollinating all across the the league, right? I mean, technically. Uh, whenever Buffalo plays Philly, it's a revenge game for actually that one's a little bit better because he was with Andy Reid for a little bit longer than that because he was a uh, coordinator there. But um, it's not really that much of a revenge game. So we're not spending too much time on it. Uh, let's get to number six Mahomes versus Hurts. This again, this was surprising to me. It's the first matchup between black starting quarterbacks in Super Bowl history. And my immediate reaction was wait, really? I, I don't know. I, weren't you also surprised by this? I mean I, I, I hear what you're
1: saying. Like it's like, oh, that's surprising, but like really it's not surprising when you think about it. But I guess that's the No, no, what no, wait, you're right, really but at the same time is but
0: yeah, but again that's the I think that's the point of, of the argument. And so the the silly storyline is what are the biggest wait, really of all time. Yeah, I need to hear your examples first. So my example uh, I was going to use is Star Wars. Uh, No, people know this. Massive Star Wars fan. I rewatch them every year. I'm also, unpopular opinion, sorry we're going to lose listeners because of this, huge defender of the sequel trilogy. A lot of issues in the the sequel trilogy. I actually think The Last Jedi is a masterpiece. That's another debate for another day. But when Rise of Skywalker came out, They went back to an old writer and director who tried to retcon all the really cool threads that Last Jedi started, and I think it really screwed the story up. And so when they revealed um, certain things in The Rise of Skywalker, I was like, wait, really? And then I looked back and was like, okay, I guess I see what you're doing, but it was pretty shocking some of the things that they tried to bring back, like Palpatine and Ray's actually a Palpatine. And again, like it ended up, I really don't, Mind that much i'd still like the stories and i think it's fun but i was uh, multiple times in that movie i was like wait really yeah that was what i had to say
1: okay i'm gonna i had
0: another thing written down but i don't have my notes with me because i left them out i'm War. gonna tell a personal story for mine i love personal stories, so it's not really uh okay of all time okay
1: but i'm okay. gonna need your help to fill in this story oh man it's a
0: story that i know
1: it's a story that you're you're a part of so um during during the year that was 2020 during lockdown, we watched a lot of Game Show Network.
0: We sure did watch and, a lot of Game um, Show Network. So, oh, wait. Yeah. I, I remembered what mine was, so we'll go back to it. Oh, man. We'll go back okay. to it. Keep going, though. I thought you just got excited about the story. So we were
1: watching uh, the classic Family Feud. So we had uh, <laughs> our boy Steve Harvey.
0: <laughs> this is a great and, one. And, um,
1: you know, team team misses out. We get three X's, so it goes over to the other family to steal – I, I think it was a steal or maybe the family had two X's. Whatever it was, it was either
0: – the stakes were high, right? The stakes right? were it was, high. It was either like you're stealing or it's your last chance for the other team steals. And the guy was so confident. So confident. And the question is, name a famous
1: fictitious bear. And he, he's got this. He knows. Literally. steps knows. up, Just screams, Tiga! <laughs> and we were all like, oh, man, they're going to win. And you hear that come out of his mouth. And you say, wait, really?
0: Famous, fictitious and bear. Me, and Tigger. Tigger. Tigger the tiger. <laughs> From Winnie the uh, famous... the Tigger the tiger, the famous bear. <laughs>
1: so uh, that
0: was a... Oh, we were man. sitting there being like...
1: What? You know what? what?
0: You know, literally the, the entirety of Family Feud could be a weight really with some of the things people say on that show. But I
1: feel like that one, yes, definitely, definitely. Oh. But that one just for is ingrained in my brain. As a wait, really moment.
0: I'm glad. So, that also, yes, amazing. You win this exchange. <laughs> but my joking answers was going to be my biggest wait, realies were when people say that Chastity is a better name than Herbert. Because it is. And then I always go, wait, really? And then my other one was when people don't think that Rob Lowe is sexier than John Stane Everybody, I need your opinion. We've already had this Twitter <laughs> debate. <laughs> We've Had a Twitter official poll. It was close. I just want it doesn't want to say matter that. if it was close. It, yes, it does because you were like, side that was you, the winner. Because your argument is that it's so obviously you are right, but that's not true. Mm. It's
1: very close. I'm pretty sure the results say that I'm correct.
0: I think it was like 53 47. I don't remember, but they it, it got a lot of traction on that. Those <laughs> was when you were in college. Um, those are my biggest white realies. Was no, it? Wasn't. we were living together. Were we living together? Oh wait, was it during the pandemic? Probably, probably the same night. Uh, the same. Uh, this all happened in one day. It all mushed together. Um, probably the same night we did uh, Mental Samurai and I lifted you up on the chair. Just saying, your, uh, John Stamos would have liked that
1: tweet had he been the host.
0: Mental Samurai liked the tweet, so maybe that was Roblo through Mental no, Samurai. That's fine. Uh, Mental Samurai should come back. I really like that show. I also really like Don't. Ryan Reynolds and uh, Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Thank you. It's my own name. Um, yeah, but obviously historic, I think it's – no, I don't think. I know Doug Williams is the first black quarterback to start and win a Super Bowl with uh, Washington back in the day. Obviously, Russell Wilson started the Super Bowl, Donovan McNabb. So there have been plenty uh black quarterbacks who have started in Super Bowls. Um, but it's the first matchup between both quarterbacks. So I think that's pretty, that's pretty cool. It's obviously history, but uh, it's one of those things where we're in the 21st century and you're like, wait, really? It's taken this long for that to happen? Um, but it has. Here we are. Pretty cool. Let's get to the last uh, storyline. I don't know if you knew this, but Willie Gay Jr. and A.J. Brown, former high school
1: teammates. So I didn't know the player... That was opposite A.J. Brown. But I will say uh, shout-out to our boss, Matt. He's the one that brought this news to me. He was totally, like, how
0: about that high school? Totally listening to the podcast right yeah, now is listens. our boss, Matthew Scott Campbell. He Thanks listens. for listening.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is how we – this and NPR. NPR, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I did know about this. I didn't know that it was Willie Gay Jr. Yes,
0: yeah, so former high school teammates. So the the category is uh, best uh, matchups later in life. And mine is me and my father, who I already talked about on the podcast. So me and my dad used to have this joke that when I I turned 21 years old, we'd go back out in the lawn and have a fight. Okay. Because growing up, we always talked about, um, that my dad always said that he's not going to hit his kid. And I was always like, I'm not going to beat up an old man. We would joke about this. So he's like, when we're 21, we're going out in the lawn. We're seeing who's stronger. Um. Never really happened. We joked about it. I actually think that he uh, gave me a, a card on my 21st birthday that said something about it. Um, but best later in life matchup. That didn't really ever happen. So that was the only thing I could think of. How does that qualify then if it didn't really happen? It happened in my mind and it was funny. Okay. I won, by the way. In your mind you won? I did win in my mind. I, I for Listen, that's a big deal for those of you who don't know me. I very rarely win in my mind. In my mind, I lose all the time. So the fact that I can say in my mind I won that, pretty big.
1: All right, here is uh, me not being prepared for this, although I feel like I've had some pretty good improv things thus far. I'm going to need your help from, uh, from the movie guy. All right, so what was the movie probably 10 to 15 years ago, somewhere in that range, where it was all the really old action movie heroes? It was like...
0: The Expendables, yeah,
1: where they were like all sixty five year old men. They're You're like,
0: talking about like it's like like uh, Sylvester Stallone, yeah, and that one, yes, The like, Expendables. There we go. Yeah, there's, there's. Oh, uh, that's a really good one. Yeah, that's. Uh, but just, that's like they're with each other though, because I thought about like later in life team ups, but that's like they're not f- facing each other in that one. They're yeah, together. but like, are you saying they got like all these old
1: superheroes together and they didn't fight an old supervillain? It was like some young. I kid? actually
0: don't remember. There's three of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> my dad and i watched the watched the first one together cuz another thing i was going to do actually ironically cuz Sylvester Sloan's and that one was i was going to say and rocky when he comes back and he fights the younger So that, that, really was young first, guy, that was my first that was gonna with be rocky the, and then yeah. i was like let's talk about the one where they're all old That was going to be but like they're not on the same team in that one it's very unique that these are former teammates that end up facing each other in the end um so yeah, i guess Cobra that's Kai. like you can go opposite yeah that's true you can go reverse uh, reverse AJ Brown Willie Gay Jr. and go with um, uh, Rocky and be Apollo Creed and Rocky. They used to be opponents, and then they team up. That one's nice. Oh my gosh! Uh, but also, that's gonna be really interesting to like get your to your height. Like I'm trying to picture what it would be like for me if like one day I get I get cast on a Broadway show or I'm directing on Broadway. And, like, somebody in the cast is just, like, somebody I went to high school with. Like, I feel like that would be really crazy. Yeah, that would be – it would be nuts. I mean, it, it
1: really is – I don't I don't want to say this in a negative way because, I mean, like, you can always use the argument like, oh, like, why couldn't I do that kind of thing? But I think it's just a, such a cool story of perseverance and, like, you know, like – these guys like and this is i mean i don't want it to sound negative but like these guys wanted it so badly that they put in the work and like obviously things like this come with some some breaks right like you have to be in the right place at the right time and see the right people and you know there are only so many of these people that do this for a professional career for a reason right but like it's cool that these guys and they're both also
0: really good players yeah people may not know the name Willie Gay Jr. as much as they know A.J. Brown but Willie Gay Jr. is a really good player too
1: definitely great 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 linebacker but you know it's just cool that they probably sat back in in a locker room I don't know now they're they're younger than us so uh, we can officially say that's a good kid (laughs) 12 years ago I don't know they're like like,
0: we're gonna play in the NFL someday we're gonna play in the NFL
1: someday Like, wouldn't it be cool? Like, if like we did that, yeah. And they did it. That's neat. That is cool.
0: That's cool. So there's our seven storylines to follow. Andy Reid, Bull, Kelsey Bull, biggest age gap of head coaches in NFL history for the Super Bowl. Nick Sirianni, not a very popular hire. Big comeback story, not really comeback story, but again, it's I will the reason. Another reason why I put that. I don't think I explained this well enough when we did that category storyline. Is that. It's very rare that the weird hire or the weird, like, player that nobody believed in... Works out. Works out. especially works out to this level. That's why I think it's a very prominent storyline. Sirianni, the former Kansas City coach. Mahomes versus Hurst for its matchup between Black starting quarterbacks in NFL history. And then, of course, Willie Gay Jr. and A.J. Brown High School teammates. All right. Time to cover the game for real. So it's time for... Pals Picks. Oh, yeah. The last Pals Picks. Of season five of Simultaneous Catch, the last pals picks of the 2022 2023 NFL season. Let's run through This article I'm reading just so you know. Oh no, does it say it's not? Does yeah. it say it's Belichick McVeigh? Yeah. We're gonna ignore <laughs> that and move on. We've been wrong before. Remember that one year we didn't know it was Super Bowl, whatever Super Bowl it was? Remember this that is 57, time we didn't know by the Levante David. That was so rough, dude. <laughs> like we I, it just was not in my brain. we knew exactly who each other was talking about, and Exactly the type of player they were. We knew he was number fifty-four. Like we knew everything about this player, but his. I name. will
1: say though, we also like Googled. We're like Buccaneers depth chart, and Levante David just was not showing. The up. weirdest I think thing he ever. Was, that was I think it was in our first season day. too. I think so.
0: We were sitting in your dad's workout room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, regardless, matchup between the Chiefs and the Eagles. So this is pretty fun. So the Chiefs this year have a sixteen and three overall record. They've scored five hundred and forty-six points. They have six All-Pros, including a Kelsey brother. Um, the Eagles this year have a 16-3 overall record, have scored 546 points, have six All-Pros, including the Kelsey brother. And then, of course, they both were the number one seeds in each conference. So, exactly the same numbers in all those categories. I think that's pretty fun. Um Another another stat about – the some stats about the Chiefs really quick. Uh, after Sunday's last-second win, Patrick Mahomes has now guided three lead-changing, meaning tied or took the lead, drives in his playoff career that began with one minute or less in the clock. He's the only player in NFL history with more than one. That's pretty That's It's disgusting. Uh, another player to highlight in this game, Chris Jones, finished – with a team-high six quarterback pressures in the AFC title game. It's his third most in a game this season. And he leads all defensive tackles with 44 pressures since week 10. So, obviously, uh, Chris Jones coming on hot. Um, and then, Love that guy. So, this is just – and we've t- we talked about this last week after their game – or two weeks ago after the games. The day after the games, I was convinced that Philly was going to win by 10. Because that team that showed up, and again, regardless of who the quarterback was, they were dominant and both sides of the ball right up front. They ran all over this number one San Francisco 49ers defense, and their their defense, which again ended up against Christian McCaffrey taking snaps at quarterback, should have done more, we can talk about that later, um, just pressuring them out the wazoo. They were getting... All over the field, right? Yeah. So that team looked like the team that was going to crush any team that came out of the AFC. But you brought up the point a couple of days ago. Not so sure anymore. I'm not. Yeah, I
1: I am absolutely with you. After Championship Sunday, I was like, the the Eagles got this. And I get that, you know, the AFC Championship game is ideally the game between the two most dominant AFC players or teams I should say. So you don't want one to be like, "Oh, like this was easy." Like you see why this team is here. I mean, this is two teams going at it. So I guess I shouldn't say like, "Oh, like it was difficult as as a negative because it really is reflective of what it should have been. But it made me feel Philadelphia is going to cakewalk it." And cakewalk it that's not really true, but but lately, I just got this – I get this gut feeling right now that I'm just starting to shift a little more Chiefs. And I don't know. Like the the, the part of my brain is thinking like, no, like Philadelphia is so great at rushing the passer. Three years – two years ago, we saw what rough, rushing the passer will do to Patty Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I I could see it becoming that because I think Philadelphia has that dominant defense where they're just going to shut it down but I just my gut's saying that that's not going to
0: happen. Yeah, and obviously we'll pick the games here in a second. I just it's it's such a fascinating matchup for so many reasons. And I you know, I think I can say this confidently, we use the word interesting and fascinating on the show a lot because we love the game and it all is interesting and fascinating to us. But I really Truly believe it this year because I can say last year, I don't think that matchup was very fascinating, in my opinion. No, I like, was I was you know very I mean? happy at the end. I mean, I wasn't very. We were happy, happy at the that, end that it of was a Super good Bowl. game,
1: but I didn't think it was going to be. I texted you, and it was something that you talked about. I was like, I'm not excited for the Super Bowl.
0: Like I, I was excited because I was spending it with somebody that I love very much, and it was really cool and exciting for that reason. But I never thought it was going to be a good game, and then it was. It came down. In fact, it almost came down to Joe Burrow leading a game-winning drive. Uh, I was very upset with how that ended, but we talked about that. Um, but this year, genuinely, the matchup is so intriguing. It's so juicy for so many reasons, and it's very. I don't want to again. I don't. I don't want. I, I don't want to be too hyperbolic when I talk about this. But like, this is a smash mouth running football team on both. Uh, like they they come at you on both fronts, on both sides of the football, and Philadelphia. And then the fin the finessiest of finesse you can get with. Kansas City right they come I mean again their front seven is is good as well on their defensive side of the ball certainly lately especially with Chris Jones but their offense is the let's do the ring around the rosy and the huddle come out and you know what I mean like I think one of the funnest prop bets for the Super Bowl is over under number of players that throw a touchdown pass is two and a half oh so it's does a player other than the starting quarterbacks throw a touchdown And I actually like that bet a lot because Travis Kelsey can throw a touchdown. Jerick McKinnon's thrown touchdowns before Uh, we Philly special. We get another again. I'm going to be really upset if they don't call play kind of like the Philly special. I'm like going to be waiting for it the whole game. Um, But again, there's just so many storylines in this game. We talked about seven of them jokingly, but then seriously, and the two teams are just really good. And, you know, I one of the podcasts that I name drop on the show a lot is uh, the Bill Simmons podcast, and they were talking about on Sunday's pod. They were saying that when they, I, I hate that I just said that, um, but when they were when they were kids, the Super Bowls all sucked, right? They were all bad and they were blowouts. And now we've been so lucky since we've been growing up. Think of how many great iconic Super Bowls we've got to see growing up, right? Like I don't know how many you remember cuz did not you say the Rodgers one with uh Green Bay was your first one? No, my first Super Bowl I remember consciously watching was the the
1: Seahawks Steelers game.
0: Okay, yeah, so then we both got to see the the Cardinals Steelers matchup, that was right? Good. One of the best ones. We got to see I was so disappointed. like Patriots uh Giants, the one of the greatest upsets of all time, right? Uh we got to see last year's was a really great one. We got to see the Philly, New England, one which was another huge. That was my right backup quarterback. Outside what? seeing Green Bay win, that was my favorite. That's the that's ball. the highest yardage in a Super Bowl ever. The highest scoring Super Bowl ever, right? Like we've got to see these incredible. That's not even mentioning the two uh, the the Seattle uh, Super Bowl against New England, where New England picks it off on the one yard line, right? Like there are so many great Super Bowls we got to see. The comeback of Atlanta versus New England, like we've gotten to see all these really cool Super Bowls, and so I just again. It is so cool to get to say this is a fascinating matchup and it probably will live up. I'm actually not that afraid that it won't. I'm not. I wonder if because of that it won't. But I hear you. Yeah, this
1: was a really exciting year because I think for the first time in a long time, this is going back now to the championship game, but when those four teams officially made it, I was like any which way i'm excited and that is something there's always been something i'm like oh i don't want that team and win. i think
0: i think we talked about i don't know if we talked about it on the show we may have but we certainly did off air where i said there's always like the jacksonville where it's like that's a fun story but do we really want to see jacksonville in the super bowl this year right there's normally like a team like that and i'm sure there were te- there were people the the year that uh casey won the whole thing there i'm sure there were people that were like do we really want Tennessee in the Super Bowl? Right. I'm sure there's always a team, like you said, that is like, eh. But this year for sure, it was four of the best teams that we were like, I yeah, any of these matchups would be cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hear you that this could definitely live up to. We have the passing leader versus the rushing leader. Game script is going to be so, so fascinating to watch in this. To see, because we know Philadelphia is the – We get out to an early lead, and then we run down the clock. And our defense and our running game are so strong that it allows that to happen.
0: I'm I'm intrigued to see the scripts of the first 15 plays from both teams. To use boxing metaphors here, do either of them try to go knockout early? Right? Do, Do either of them just pull out their trick play or their big play attempt at the beginning of the game? I'm always that head coach. I would love to do that um or do they feel each other out right do they dance around the ring a little bit and throw a couple jabs to be like how are you going to come at us how are you going to defend us and then come in later with the haymakers or do they go for it right away and I feel like it's at least in this recent Super Bowl history I feel like the first quarter of Super Bowl is always a little bit like of a letdown because very rarely do I remember teams going down and right away and scoring it's like Let's just kick the field goal. Let's be safe here, or, or like, like it's three nothing or three three. Like, remember that one crazy stat when we talked about in Tom Brady's last Super Bowl, where it was like Tom Brady has never scored in the first quarter of the Super Bowl, right? Like, I feel like early on in the Super Bowls, at least in recent history, people don't go for it right away. I'd love to see both teams be like, we're going down, scoring. We're going down, and we're scoring. So I can definitely see
1: that from Philadelphia, where Sirianni being the the rah rah It's like, you know what, like. I think they
0: just des- like they completely deserve to wins the coin toss and says we want the ball, we're gonna score. Well, then they <laughs> will have lost. I will say this is a good lean into my little uh, silly stat. The winner of the last eight Super Bowl coin soup, what was that? Words. The winner of the last eight Super Bowl coin tosses have lost the game. Oh. So uh, the obviously the Bengals won the coin toss. They lost to the Rams. The Chiefs. They lost to the Bucs, the 49ers. They lost to the Chiefs, the Rams losing to the Patriots, the Patriots losing to the Eagles, the Falcons to the Patriots, the Panthers to the Broncos, and the Seahawks to the Patriots. All eight of those teams won the coin toss but lost the game. Ah, Dang, well, that'll be something to monitor. That's pretty crazy. I hope that continues. I hope it doesn't. I hope the coin toss lands straight in the middle and then – doesn't fall on either side so they just have to rock paper scissors it
1: i don't think that's how it works it's not how it
0: works um all right who do you got man yeah who do you got like actually so we should also say i didn't we, we did score the whole time so i think we should do that i think we should also say mvp who wins mvp okay um
1: but i want us to not pick the quarterback
0: I'm not going to pick a quarterback. I mean, more likely than not, a quarterback will win it. Right, so what? basically what we're saying is that more likely than not, whatever team we pick, the quarterback's going to be the MVP. So basically what we're saying is, if it's not the quarterback, this is the player that it will be.
1: Uh, I'm taking Kansas City. I'm going to do it. I think the storybook ending's happening. I think Andy Reid's going to walk off in that sunlight, that cool story we were talking about. So I'm taking Kansas City. I think it's going to be... 30, I can't even think of the math to make this correct. Um, 34
0: 28. What a fun game that would be. And who is the, so obviously it's probably Pat Mahomes in that event. In that story, that would not be Patty. Pat Mahomes. I'm
1: going to go with the guy I said I love. Got his first playoff sacks a couple weeks ago. This Chris like a, Jones. This is a
0: great pick because, again, I just read up those stats. Been awesome in the playoffs, was awesome in the title game. And if it is a matter of he makes a big play late in the game or he's just dominant the whole game, I could see that happening. I that's, could that's absolutely my guy. see that happening. That's my guy. All right. So I – this is like the third or fourth year in a row that we're going opposite ends. I'm picking Philadelphia. Okay. Um, I, I think it will also be a close game. My final score is going to be – you said 34 28. That is what I said. I have a sem. No, nah, mine's a little bit different. I have 27 23 Ooh. Philadelphia. So a couple field goals on both sides. Um, and I'm saying that the Super Bowl MVP for Philadelphia. I'm between two, I'm gonna say Miles Sanders. Okay. So Miles Sanders had two PSU. touchdowns last week. He's had a very good uh rushing uh it's his career year for him. Yeah. Um, and he also is up for contract. So you're coming off a career year Super Bowl MVP. Somebody's gonna give him a lot of money next year for that reason. Um, but yeah, if it's not gonna be Hurts in that event, which it probably would be. Um, actually I feel like if Philly wins, that's the most likely path to a non-quarterback because I mean, if, if last week for the title game, there was an MVP, it wouldn't have been Jalen Hurts for Philadelphia, right? Probably. probably it wouldn't have been right. It may have been Sanders with two touchdowns, right? They may have given it to the offensive line. <laughs> I feel like it probably would have gone to son Won Riddick. Yeah, probably. So that's another, um, hit Riddick and Jones are the two highest odds for uh, non-offensive players for MVP. Oh, okay. Uh there's still very long odds, right? Because defensive players hardly ever win MVP. But uh, shout out to uh, Malcolm Smith.
1: A <laughs> defender won in the Rams Patriots game, didn't it? Or was that Julian Edelman? Rams Patriots. It was somebody that was like, "Oh, that's weird." Winner. I think it, oh,
0: part of me thinks like it was still Tom Brady. No, it wasn't it Gronk. I don't remember. I don't remember. I thought either. it was a
1: defender for some reason.
0: Yeah, could have been. Oh, was it Stephon Gilmore? I don't know. It but may have been Stephon Because he happen. made the pit, he made the pass breakup on that one play. Irregardless. All right, so I got Philly. You've got KC. That should be pretty fun. Uh let's do. We got a couple more things to round out the end. What just happened? Where is my rundown? There it is. Uh we've got some fantasy corner. Oh man, yeah. I haven't looked at this since you haven't? No. So oh, this will be fun. Know. So Again, there's a path to me winning, but it's mostly because I've got a couple of two-times people in the Chiefs people that I picked. But then I've got four times for A.J. Brown, Dallas, Goetert, and Jake Elliott. Oh man! So well, good thing I put Kenny Gainwell. I know, I know that I picked Miles Sanders. I put Gainwell in here because one, Sanders didn't finish the title game. I don't know if I, you remember this, but he didn't finish the game. So I was like, maybe he's like banged up. And I didn't know it. that that was due to injury. But also, Sanders is so much of a higher percentage starting. So if I'm gonna have an outside chance of winning, I had to pick. Obviously, I, Kadarius Tony's questionable. I have him two times points. He could, he should have caught that touchdown last week. That would have been pretty cool. Um. So I am 446 points. I am 144,300th place. Nice. Um, let's go to our groups here. Let's go to simultaneous catch, and let's look at Josh's picks. It's 652 points. So I'm 210 points behind you. <laughs> <laughs> um. But you do. Uh, you will have uh times four points for uh all of your Chiefs players, of course. But you are gonna have, and you have times three for Miles Sanders. But you will have to replace Jamar Chase. Yeah. Got some replacements, um, and then some coming of your San Fran players as well. So uh, it'll be interesting because I will have more double points players than you, but you will have a huge lead. And I have two four times players. You do, you do. I don't have any four times No, I do. I have Philly players that are four times. So. That'll be an interesting matchup for sure. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, But, yes, I had to replace, just to go through mine really quick because we didn't see what your replacements were. Um, I had to replace uh, Christian McCaffrey, who went down, but 63 points for me. That was pretty great. I replaced him with Kenny Gainwell. Um, And that was the only other player I had to replace. Everybody else I had replaced from the previous week. So every other player is at least double points for me, if not four times. Here we go. Pretty exciting. Uh, all right, rounding out the episode, we got a Friends' Fortune. What do you got? Uh, well, I have a cold read. I had one too, but I didn't know if you wanted to do it. So let's just do it real quick.
1: Um, I'm going to ask you what is going to be, and I don't. I I want you to think outside the box here, and this is going to come to fruition. Whatever you say is happening. What is going to be the weird Super Bowl snack
0: this year? Like the the weird, yeah. Like Super I don't snack, want you to be like, like we're having nachos. So weird Super Bowl smack like that gets like an ad that you're like, oh, no, I, that, like that we're having. We're gonna have it. Oh, so what I say we're gonna have. Yeah. Are you gonna make it? I don't know because I, I don't really have the funds to be. Well, like don't say like <laughs> we're gonna have steakums. No, what we're gonna have is we're gonna have um, cheddar best pigs in a blanket. <laughs> You said weird? That's weird? Yeah, no, I. I pigs in a blanket, but we're going to use cheddar bass instead of regular. I appreciate that. That'll be interesting. Appreciate that. Yeah. That's uh, a good
1: one. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to make some deviled eggs. Okay. That's not a. People don't
0: go to a suitable party and bring oh, I'm deviled not, eggs. I'm not questioning the weirdness of it. I'm, I don't really like deviled eggs. Why? You're so. weird. You like eggs. How do you not like deviled eggs? I don't know. Maybe maybe that's one of those things that I wrote off as a teenager that I need to try again. Yeah, it definitely is because you're all about eggs. I'll, I do love eggs. I'll try it again at the at the. I'll try it at our get together. <laughs> I'll try. It. Okay. Um. So I'll save my other one and I'll do Super Bowl related too. What do you think is going to be the best? What company has the best Super Bowl commercial?
1: So. Remember we had a conversation a couple of years back where, like, all the Super Bowl commercials
0: got, like, leaked
1: early, so it, like, made it less fun? Yes. I yes. feel like I have – I've I seen
0: ha- – we've seen some, like – now they do teasers for them. So we've seen some things that say, see you at the Super Bowl, but I have not seen any Super Bowl commercials. Yes, but I also haven't sought them
1: out, so I don't know if, like, they're out and I just haven't seen them. But I did see, like, uh, I guess you can say – um a teaser, I guess, if you will, or like a screen. Grab I've, I've seen one commercial. I haven't seen any, but I saw that. I believe it's Doritos that there is a breaking bad commercial. Oh,
0: this is the commercial I've seen. I, unless it's just the teaser. Do you think it'll be a different one? Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen it. So I, now I've I don't s- want you to say anything. Cause if you're like, it it's, sucked. No, 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 it's not Doritos. It's a different type of chip, but it's pretty good. So I'm pretty, I don't know, I'm biasedly <laughs> excited about that one. So I hope that, I hope that the commercial's longer And it is just a teaser, but I did see it online at work. No, I wasn't at work. It was over the weekend. Um, I was scrolling through because actually we're recording tonight. And hopefully by the time you're listening to this, LeBron James put up 36 points tonight and becomes the all-time leading scorer. Um, But I I was flipping through Twitter to see people's reactions to how close he was getting. And then it randomly was like Super Bowl Breaking Bad commercial was trending and I clicked it. And it's like it was only like thirty seconds long, but it was really I really liked it. So I hope it's longer. I don't know if I think it's gonna be longer than thirty seconds. Yeah, but it's really good though. I really it's the only one I've seen, so that's funny that you pointed it out. I'm excited about but it. But it's pretty funny. Um that's cool. All right. Wait, so you didn't answer my question.
1: Wasn't that the question which Commercial was I most excited about?
0: Oh, no. I said, What do you think will be the best one? Oh. So,
1: do you think it'll be that one? Because that's probably in the, in the running.
0: I feel like it, that'll definitely be in the running,
1: but I don't even know. Like, all the
0: beer commercials are normally really good. I think they're normally really clever. Um, I really liked the Bud Light one a couple of years ago when it was like all the Bud Light commercial people came together. It was like Avengers themed. That was pretty fun. Um,. I always love, I, like, the Pepsi always has funny ones. That's the is Pepsi okay one that we quote all the time. Yeah, that's that one's good. fun. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know where to imagine my mind taking me. I think that, there's going to be, I will say this. I saw the list of movies that are unveiling trailers at the Super Bowl. That feels really big this year. There's a lot years. of them. There's a lot of them. I think that I'm going to be really. Uh, the two that I want to highlight are both super or superhero ones. I'm really excited for the it's the final Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. I'm very excited for that because I That's really like the other one that I liked. And they're releasing the first trailer for the Flash movie that comes out in June. Oh, and I'm very interested in this for multiple reasons because I think it's going to be a really cool movie. But also, what's the reaction going to be because of the whole Ezra Miller uh, kind of discourse happening right now? Because a lot of bad stuff has come out about Ezra Miller in recent months. Uh, and they're kind of trying to bury this movie, but also a lot of people said it's a really amazing movie. So I'm very like, we've seen nothing about the Flash movie. And it's supposed to be, I don't know how tapped in you are to the DCEU, um, but James Gunn just recently released all the movies that they're coming out with. Yeah. As you saw that. But The Flash is based off of the Flashpoint Paradox. Are you familiar with that at all? No. So it's basically where the flash runs so fast that he breaks the space-time continuum to go save his mother from dying. But by doing so, he screws up the timeline. So it's a very interesting story, but the idea is that this is going to reset the DCEU timeline. So which is a very clever way of doing it. So I'm very excited for this. I want I hope it's good. Regardless, I thought we were gonna end the episode under an hour, but that was good conversation. Anything else? <laughs> Fred's fortune. Fortune before Friends' fortune. Friends' fortune.
1: Yeah, I think, Patty Mahomes is gonna rightfully win the MVP as quarterbacks always do by throwing for over four hundred yards. Whoa, that'll be, second, that'll be the second.
0: That'll be the second most defense. passing yards ever by a quarterback in Super Bowl history. You no, know who number one is? Nick Foles. No, we Tom talked Brady. about it in this episode. It's Tom Brady. As I said. It was that Super Bowl, though, because it was the high score. Um, So, we're going off with the bang, man. I'm known for being too bold, so I'm going to be the boldest I've ever been. Kay? Okay? I'm going to give you five things that are going to happen in this oh, game. Dang. Right? So, I'm agreeing with you on one of them. Patrick Mahomes is going to win Super Bowl MVP because he's going to throw, I was going to say, over 400 yards. But... Number two is that he's going to lead a game tying or leading drive under one minute, like he's done three times in his playoff career. So that's prong number two. Number three is that Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for 400 yards, but so is Jalen Hurts is going to throw for over 400 yards in this game. You lost me. Okay, uh, I was going to make it rushing, but I thought you were going to say it wasn't going to be bold enough. If wait. I was going to say. So what I was going to say is Mahomes over 400 passing. Hurts over 150 rushing. Okay, that's yeah, that's so bold. Okay, whatever. I love it. Make it that. <laughs> that I don't think Hurts okay, is going to throw a Okay, 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 okay. So we're going, Mahomes wins MVP with over 400 passing. Number two, he leads a game tying or leading drive under one minute. Jalen Hurts goes for 150 plus rushing yards. Number uh, four, both teams are going to have five sacks. Number <laughs> five, number five, is <laughs> number five is that both teams will have more than one running back score? I thought about that one because that one's bold because uh, KC doesn't normally involve their running backs and scoring. Like Pacheco had a touchdown last week, but it was called back. So and, and saying scores a touchdown because obviously if Mahomes is throwing all these yardage and touchdowns, they might be receiving for the KC backs. They're going to be receiving.
1: I I really love that. Out of the five things
0: you s- said, you justified one that I feel like is probably most normal. Well, that, that that one was also going to be a non-quarterback <laughs> throws a touchdown. Let's throw that in number six. Non-quarterback throws a touchdown. It's
1: going to be the greatest Super Bowl ever. So, did you say that Patty Mahomes in his minute thing? That's a that's to win the
0: game. To tie or to win, so it might so we like, could it might see the overtime. first overtime rule no well, first overtime rule I think we're going to say game because that, that has happened before. overtime has happened before in the Super Bowl but not these overtime rules that yeah I
1: get cool. it Tom Brady's done it all I hate Tom Brady
0: why do you think well
1: that Tom? was the other that was the f- yeah, first right. overtime game you're right you're
0: right thanks for listening to the show guys uh- <laughs> oh man it's been a really great season we probably will hop on and do a recap uh, in the coming week or so then we'll go on a little hiatus until draft time uh Maybe we'll do a quarterback ranking. It's something I really want to do. i got to convince Josh to do it. Uh, and then, of course, we'll head into Josh's Super Bowl season. This is my season. Super Bowl. We'll talk about free agency in March. <laughs> we'll do our mock draft. And then, of course, we'll have actual live draft coverage versus last year when it was hard to hear your voice. It was nice of you to say but we did to hear. hear. I'm sorry. There's just nothing. It's fine. Thanks for listening to the show, guys. Oh, God man.
1: Lives.